You can make a lot more money using the bank's money, but you can lose a lot more money using the bank's money. So if you're not willing to pay the price, don't use other people's money. Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303NU. We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303NU, we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning! Hello everybody and welcome back to Learn With Us. Today we are going over Rich Dad's Guide to Becoming Rich Without Cutting Up Your Credit Cards. We're doing Chapter 4, What is the Price of Cutting Up Your Credit Cards? Hope everybody had a good week. My week was good. How about you? It was good. Thanks for asking. Let's jump right into it. He starts right with, people who cut up their credit cards are the same person who, like, is going to go to the gym on New Year's, you know, you... You go to the gym really hard at first, and then, but <laughs> no. Yeah, you push it really hard, and um, but then after about a month or so, you get sick of it, and you basically give up because you don't have a good foundation or understanding of why you're even at the gym in the first place. No, and that's the same for the credit cards. You got into that debt, and you thought the solution would be to cut it up, but now next week you're going to still owe the light bill or whatever like right you didn't fix your getting into a debt problem yeah it's just like putting a band-aid on it <laughs> band-aid on a gun or a bullet wound yeah the whole point of uh of what we're even talking about is the fact that if like a crash diet for example or or overworking out it eventually leads to overindulging or becoming more lazy it's the yo-yo diet oh that's I feel like we talked about it in a different book. I can't remember which one now, but it's the idea of where you go really hard at first, but you also drop super far down, farther than you started. Right, you like binge back and you get even further. And then you'll be like, oh, wow, I got all this extra weight. Now I need to do it again. You go to the gym, you get a little weight loss, and then boom, now you weigh even more than the last time you were on the scale. <laughs> So he says, anyways, that cutting up your credit cards is not a permanent solution. And we've gone over on other episodes, but cutting up your credit card cuts out the... You need to spend your credit cards or you're missing out on the opportunity to double your money. He doesn't even go over it on this part. One of the reasons why he says cutting up your credit cards doesn't work is because um, it doesn't really make people happy. One of the main reasons people are happy is when they're spending money. No, I really like that, that he wasn't <laughs> like, you never spend money and you have to be poor and you don't ever buy your nice car and you don't ever do anything. Like, he was the exact opposite. Yeah, it says, given the choice, people would rather have more money and the freedom to enjoy life more. And the only people who say money does not make you happy are either people who already have a lot of money and are still unhappy or people who would not know what being happy really is. In my opinion, people are unhappy when they're not able to pay their bills or they don't have the money to do the things that they would love to do. That's always my answer. I'm like, what do you mean money will buy me happiness? But it'll definitely help. Like, Yeah, I mean, if you know what you're doing with it, it'll make you happy. He does the Beauty and the Beast, which I don't really get why he named it that. But It's a nice little story where he's going over that this couple next to him are very good at working out 
but they're horrible with their finances. So it goes to show that, you know, as they, he was saying that his friend literally comes over and tells him, what have you been eating? That's disgusting. And he goes, well, what have you been spending? <laughs> That's disgusting. Like, <laughs> Keep each other in check. I really like this part. I'm just going to read it from the book. It says, it's on page 50. Making a mistake and learning from it can be a priceless experience. However, making a mistake and then lying, blaming, denying, or pretending you did not make a mistake is a waste of a good mistake. I want to break that down real quick. Like, that's super deep. Like, it sounds so simple, but really, if you make a mistake with your credit card in this example, and then you blame, like, oh, well, you know, it's my wife's fault. I let her go and spend all that money, but take responsibility and be like, all right we now have this debt and we need to figure out how to get rid of it. Not like it's the credit card's fault for letting us be able to even spend it. Right, because it's really not. It's your fault for not being aware or informed of what was going to happen if you didn't or did do something with your card. Because if it's not the credit card today, it's the next loan tomorrow. I mean, they give you all the rules. It's all disclosed right there. <laughs> and I'm guilty of it. Oh, no. I mean, obviously, we're reading how to be financial experts or financially adequate in this world because we've done the opposite for too long. <laughs> so the main reason you don't cut up your credit card, I know we said that probably a hundred times by now, but would be because there is good debt and bad debt. Good debt, as in if you buy something that's going to like a new computer that's going to help you for your podcast. Maybe that's just something I say for myself. <laughs> <laughs> or the difference between buying, like, a Xbox or a PlayStation. Nobody wants to hear that they can't buy a PlayStation. I'm not saying you can't buy your PlayStation. <laughs> it's that the PlayStation is going to cost you 500 bucks. But what do you get out of it? What if you're a streamer? So then you have a reason. That's why I say I have to justify the computer. <laughs> gotcha. So it depends what you're using it for. But that would be good debt because, but if you're buying it for entertainment purposes, then I would put the PlayStation and the computer into bad debt. Or a four-wheeler, if you're going to use it for your new company where you're going to go give trails all day, trail experiences, or you're buying it to sit in your garage, well, that's bad debt. Yeah, he talks about how if a person wants to become rich, a person needs to know how to get into more of the right kind of debt and learn how to respect the power of debt and learn how to harness the power of debt. If people are not willing to learn how to respect and harness the power of debt, then cutting up their credit cards and living below their means is great advice. But either way, each decision has the price tag attached. So he's not saying you can't if you're somebody who wants to live frugally and unhappily poor where you can't do what you want when you want because you're, you know... I mean, you guys, you still be happy on the inside, but you won't have any money to enjoy the finer things of life, which I like he points that out at one point. It was chapter one. We said, if you are poor, even when you're rich, you're still going to live a poor life. It's hard to get out of that mindset. You're going to live frugally. He lives rich when he is poor because it inspires him to do it. Right. Talk, uh, I found it. It's right here. It says, the best things in life are free. And Robert agrees with that. And I mean, I think I agree with that, too. He also says... But what do you mean by free? 
Well, he says a simple smile can make many people happy and it doesn't cost anything to give it a pat on the back, an encouraging word. A sunrise or a full moon doesn't cost anything to appreciate it. He talks about that. Well, he also goes into the financial side where if you want something for free, say you wanted a new car, if you buy a house and someone can live in that for you and they can pay you for the house plus 300 extra and you can use that 300 for your car, then really you're getting a car for free because someone's already paying off your house for you and you're now using that money. Yeah, he talks about how you need to find an asset to pay for your liability, which in that instance, the Porsche that Robert has is his liability, and he gets a rental property to cover the payments, which is super smart. But he says, anyways, I just wanted to finish this. What I'm talking about in this section are the finer things in life that cost money. The kind of happiness I'm talking about is the happiness one finds from material things. I'm not writing about inner happiness because material possessions cannot give you that if you do not already have it. Inner happiness is free and priceless if you have it. That answers why people who have money and are still not happy. That's literally it. Because they don't have inner happiness. Right. So the money does nothing. He points out that it's important to keep track of your standards of living. Oh, that's what I was just talking about. Got a little ahead. Yeah. Because your standards can change. No, that's really important. And I've realized that with my own dad. Is He says things all the time. Like, when I was a kid, I used to care about politics. And now I could care less. Like, it's not my job. So, I mean, something he was really passionate about. But you get to a certain age. Like, something a major part of his life isn't even something he could care less about. So, I could see it. Like, when I was a teenager, I had to have certain, wear certain name brand clothes. Oh, for sure. And now I really don't care where my clothes come from as long as they're cute. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Think about how many high school, when you're in high school, everything that mattered, none of that matters in your life today. Yeah. It also points out that it's actually it actually costs less to buy what you desire because... It says, we may seem that we spent more in satisfying our material standards, which includes the house and the clothing, but in the long run, we actually spend less in time and money because we buy what we want. And I feel like if I buy something and I love it, then, for example, I bought that, I have this purse, and I waited forever to buy it, and I've had this purse now for almost four years, maybe, and it's the only purse I've, I bought, and it, now it's four years old, and it still looks brand new because, one thing, it was expensive, and two, I've kept it you know, I've kept good care of it. Before I bought that purse, legitly, I remember buying like one forty, fifty dollar purse every couple months because I never, it was never really what I actually wanted. If that makes any sense. No, you choose to care to care about it a lot more. If it's your dream car, if it's your dream purse, you're plus going it, to love it was my dream purse. So like, there isn't like, I haven't. It's been four years and I haven't wanted to change it. So how much money has that saved me in the long run? It saved me like $1,000 in purses in four years. I know it has. You can use that for any situation, though. Not just your purse, but... Well, yeah. He's saying his car because now he's owned it, what, is it like 19 years or so? Yeah. And it's like, how long would you own your car? Probably five. But if you loved it, you would own it forever. You would take the extra oil changes or whatever it takes to keep a car running. I like how he points out that... um, Every time you owe someone money, you become an employee of their money. So if you take out a 30-year loan, you are now, you've become a 30-year employee. It's one way to look at it. It's kind of negative in my eyes, but I, I get what he's trying to say. But I feel like 
an employee, you're now partners is a better word, but each his own. He points out that, I know we've said this before, but he says, he also says it's worth repeating that a uh, good debt is debt that someone else paid off for you and bad debt is debt that you have to pay off with your own sweat and blood. I like it, but I'm not a big fan. It's, I get what he's trying to say again, but what what do you mean? Like, good debt, someone paid it off for you, so the only debt that matters is debt that gets you money? Is basically what he's saying, right? Mm. Yeah, basically he's saying that the only good debt is debt that brings you that has passive income attached to it. At least that's what I'm getting. I mean, that is what it... No, I guess I don't know why I'm <laughs> not liking it. <laughs> Maybe because you haven't made any money off your podcast yet, even though you bought this computer. <laughs> <laughs> not that we have any ground to stand on when we say this right now, but his point in buying a house is really simple. Then I'll break it down in my own words, was you're going to buy a house for 100000 well, he says 110. Talk the guy down to 100,000, and then you can go to the bank and tell them you need the whole 100,000 so that you could use it to put in to fixing it up. But really, you could just put that all towards right towards the mortgage, and then use the 10,000 that you have in your bank to fix it up, and then now rent it out, and it's all paid off and ready to go. He says. Uh... He's got Rich Dad success stories. It must be another book. I haven't looked at it, but I'm going to. It says you should take a look at the stories of everyday people who were fed up living paycheck to paycheck in this book. If you're listening to this podcast, that's got to be you. Yeah. So I feel like that should be one of our next books. It says some are as young as teenagers and some are nearing retirement. Definitely looks interesting. They've all started and developed steady streams of passive income. That's the major thing is you need to find passive income. And that could be through real estate, but people say, I don't want to fix toilets. He's got a good thing. Well, you don't. You think Robert Kiyosaki's over there plumbing toilets? No. Like, he hires someone to go do it for him. He pays them. You're going to lose a little money, but you don't want to fix toilets? That's what you have to pay. Like, there's a price for everything, as we've said a hundred times. Yeah, and if you want to get out of the rat race, then you have to start learning about the different types of income earned portfolio and passive which says most people can't seem to get ahead financially because of their monthly bills and only once they finally make up their minds to learn about these things and the financial lifestyle that's how you can they finally start generating money and getting somewhere that kind of sucks doesn't it well you have to get to a certain point that you're so poor I mean, even us, you're finally like, how do I fix this? It's like hitting financial rock bottom. <laughs> and you're like, that's it. We're we're changing this ship or, or turning this ship around. We didn't even know we were driving one. Last week, if you didn't get to join us, we went over how to please your banker a little. And he brings it up again that it's really simple. You go to your banker and you ask him what he needs and what he wants. And then you do that. I like to give money to people who invest into houses. So you start buying houses and that guy will give you money and if he says no I can't give you money because of this well then you fix that problem and then he'll say okay next you need to do this I mean, it's their job to help you everyone's like afraid like they're gonna be their principal or something yeah he says always give the banker what he wants and he also says always treat your debt like a loaded gun I really like that 
treat you treat it like a loaded gun because you could sit there and get a big big game <clears throat> hunt or you could sit there and shoot your foot off like <laughs> yeah because it says that you can swing both ways when it comes to your financial investments and endeavors you can make a lot more money using the bank's money but you can lose a lot more money using the bank's money so if you're not willing to pay the price don't use other people's money he had a good example of that into the stock market if you sit there and you think about how much money you put in you're like wow i've made this amount of money from my money but if you're using the bank's money and you're doing it right then you're making all that money with someone else's money i was like oh that's you know when you get that confident into stocks where you're like all right this stock i can put ten thousand dollars down i'm going to the bank and asking for it and then you're making hundred dollars off that paying back the loan with that and it's free they're paying you to have that money in the perfect world <laughs> there's really just one part left of this chapter and it's just this story about one of the gentlemen that come up to robert at a convention he says, he asks him, he says, should I turn my houses into hotels? I'm referencing Monopoly. And he said, well, how many, Robert said, how many houses do you have? And the guy said, a little over 700. <laughs> oh, just like 700. And long story short, over the last 40 years, he bought that many houses and was generating $140,000 a month in passive income. And he asked Robert, he said, should he sell and and buy hotels instead, <laughs> like Monopoly? I love Robert's answer. He's He goes, um, you're way past me, man. You need to be giving speeches at my conferences. Yeah, <laughs> he says the next seminar I have, you come in and talk, and I'll be the student. And then he gave him the name and number of his financial and tax advisors and told him to call them. He said, I told him he was way too far beyond me. <laughs> That's a main good point, though, is that you need to know your level. Like, even us, we put in the beginning of every podcast, we are not financial advisors. Like, you need to make that clear to anybody you're trying to help, including yourself. Like, take everybody's advice at the level of what they are. Robert says, I'm no expert. Go speak to the expert. And that's our advice always. Go speak to the experts. Yeah, I'm not telling you to listen to me. I'm telling you to go find somebody to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's at the end of the day, we don't want you to follow our advice. We want you to start looking for advice. <laughs> that's the point of learning with us. We we know nothing. We're learning. So next week it says, what is the price of getting rid of bad debt? Oh, really? It's going to be a price? You think that that's a good thing, but maybe it's going <laughs> to teach us a thing or two that we don't know yet. I'm excited now. The quote in the beginning says, What do you do when you find yourself in a hole? Stop digging. <laughs> like, really? Thanks. <laughs> His quotes this book are just beyond simple. That's but... from Anonymous. But... Oh, it's not even from him this time? I take it back. But really, Anonymous thinks we're a little thick. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the simple jokes in life. Alright, that's going to do it for this week. Hope to see everybody next week. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. 
If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303andU at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.